Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Now on to the serious stuff, Instagram. So <laughs> what was your impression? What did you think of Justin Fields' very interesting appearance on the St. Brown Brothers podcast in which he explained why he unfollowed the Bears? And he also said some things about the Falcons and the Lions and a lot of other things that led you to believe it was definitely a version of Justin Fields we rarely see. He was ex- extremely relaxed. He was very candid. I thought it was his best version of the public version of Justin Fields, probably the one that people in that locker room see and and relate to and, and love so much. What did you think, Dan? Did you listen to the entirety of the the podcast? I listened to the majority of it. Yeah, probably the last five minutes I, I was out, but I, I did listen to most of it. Um, I I, I asked you that just morning. because there was some some chatter in the media room this afternoon about it being a bit of a hard lesson, a hard listen, as as smooth and comfortable and uh, admirable as Justin Fields came across the 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 podcast itself was it was so clunky. There's a lot of gratuitous cursing. It's all over the map. There's some like immature. It just felt like we needed some guardrails on the thing well, let, okay let, let, but let's be honest about what this is you know i, I you're right no you're doubt. right uh, you have two brothers <laughs> whether it's the kelsey's or the st browns there's going to be some unprofessional aspects of a podcast that is that is basically two football players getting a third football player and essentially what we're doing is we're, this is locker room talk this is the way they talk to each other it's informal it's disjointed it's there, there, there aren't follow-up questions that you naturally would ask, but the expectations are low. I mean, I listened to it uh, on my drive in very early this, uh, on, on Thursday morning because it was the best use of my time, uh, in my commute. And I, and I wanted to have a sense of what Justin Fields said that was relevant. Now that's the only thing we care about. You can, I'm sure Potash was probably leading the charge. You can pick apart the, he was not. Oh, okay. But it was choppy and it was maybe difficult yeah. at times to, to decipher, but the parts just, from Justin Fields were interesting. Just a little aside for me, if you could get big voice guy to record a promo for the St. Brown brothers, that says informal disjointed, no follow-up questions, low expectations. Join us next week on the St. Brown be, brothers podcast. That'd be, but, that'd be accurate. That'd be accurate. You know, as it, as it, as it relates to Justin's sentiments and the, the great Instagram mystery that bubbled up this week, I, I, you know, listen, like I don't, 
hide the fact that I truly admire the way Justin handles himself. And he handled himself in that form as well as he's ever handled himself. He was comfortable. He was smooth. He didn't seem like he was hiding anything. He tried to uh, give an answer to that question, essentially saying, look, I'm going on vacation soon. I unfollowed the NFL. I unfollowed the Bears. I was tired of seeing this stuff in my timeline. Every post that has to do with the Bears is either keep Justin, we want fields or, you know, go draft Caleb. And eventually it gets exhausting. Well, mm-hmm. man, Justin, I can empathize because I've yep. been exhausted by it. and It has nothing to do with me. That's his entire life that people have been talking about for weeks in ways that I, I can't even imagine how exhausting that would get. So his ability to have thick skin, to be able to roll with that, to be able to explain that was great. And then I also thought it was just um, really telling that he said he just wants an answer, you know, as, as I think most of the league does. You know, which direction is it going to be? Is Justin going to be traded? Uh, is he going to be brought back? Is he going to be brought back alongside a, a, a rookie? Um, there's a lot of answers that need to come uh and until they come i think he's going to be left kind of swimming in this this pretty uncomfortable uh these waters where where you just you just don't know what to expect and you can't ever really relax i'd love that he called out alex anzalone as a dirty player for the lions <laughs> i love that he did that i, I that's the only like, direct shot at amon Ra too you know because there's the lions rivalry there exactly but yeah. there's a good rivalry and he played well against the lions and i and i think that uh, when he did that, that's the only time I've thought this offseason, like, oh, boy, that would be fun to have him back because if they played the Lions, that would be great. But it, it, it's, a, it's a moot point. He, he also called out Tony Corrente from the uh, Monday Night Football game of 2021, the uh, the little hip check into Cassius March and the yes. penalty flag that may have cost the Bears a uh, fourth quarter Justin Fields win, by the way. That, that, that's what that, that penalty did. And so uh, Justin said he felt cheated. And, and it was another moment where I agreed with him that in my time covering the league, that was one of the most egregious mistakes and poor penalty flag throws that I've ever seen in, in the sport. Uh, and so you, those scars don't always go away and they trigger memories. And when you're asked about them, you're free to free to expound on them as Justin did in that instance. Well, it just underscores that whoever's on Justin Fields' team that is in charge of, you know, PR or image or media training, tell him to be more like this at his next stop. Or if he returns to Chicago, with with the Bears media core, because I think that maybe he doesn't have to be that quite informal and uh, and, and talk that a, fast. Know, there's a difference but, but between it, it was fun. It was a fun version of Justin Fields. There's a difference between the middle of February, you got nothing to do, and yep. Wednesday of Week Five, and you got a, a long list of to do list tasks for your football responsibility. Sometimes that makes you a little bit more rigid and uptight. Um, but I'm with you. He, he came across well, and and I, I didn't walk away from that podcast going being like oh man this is a a dude who's in over his head you know you you don't feel that way you just kind of want a resolution to this quarterback situation that's hanging out there he obviously wants that as soon as anybody um and so we'll we'll see which direction it goes you know like i think you could probably interpret that the actual act of taking your thumb and clicking unfollow on the account of the team that you're employed by is is a, a, a subconsciously or or consciously a, a, an understanding of of the direction this may be headed, um, and so uh, that's that, right? To me, it's like going on vacation and not checking your work email, and or you know. 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If I'm going to uh, Aruba next week, I'm not. But I wish if I were, <laughs> I, I would, you know, I, on my phone, I would probably not, I would delete the Odyssey app just because uh, I wouldn't want to, I would get, everyone wants to get away. This was, he said he was, he said he was headed to Amsterdam and Milan. So very fancy. I know. Very fancy vacation. The last thing on that I, I, I thought was really sad and, and not everyone really appreciated me pointing this out on the morning show, but I do think it's, it, it was sad to me. Uh, his highlight of his bears career, if this is the <laughs> end of it was the first preseason game. Now I understand what he means because it represented, Hey, I'm a it. kid who just wanted to walk on Clemson football team. I've arrived. I'm a pro. I'm in the NFL. That's great. And I, I think it shows kind of a degree of humility that it's obvious to see in him. But I also think like that speaks to why we are where we are yeah. following the Bears. That's the highlight of your Bears starting quarterback the last three years. They don't, they don't have a playoff game to point to. They don't have a division title that, that, that says, you know, I've arrived. It was the first preseason game and it never got better than that. Right. And, you know, look like you're looking for signature victories. There's only 10 to choose from, you know, and so you've got the Lions game this year. You've got uh, the New England game on Monday night. You've got the Falcons finale at Soldier Field on New Year's Eve and the cigar party that happened after it. Um, you know, they're, they're the Washington game uh, on Thursday night football, the four touchdowns to DJ Moore. The, 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 it's not a long menu to choose from right. and you wish it was longer. And if it was longer, we probably aren't having the discussions that we've been having for the last, you know, 15 months to be quite honest with you about, about the direction of this franchise and this quarterback. I was hoping that he was going to pull out something like a double truck of the Chicago Tribune from whatever weekend it was where you ranked every start. And he would have said, you know, with Dan Wieter's help, I was able to uh, come to the conclusion that whatever it was, was my number one memory. I can't even remember which game it was. It was a Washington game. It was a Washington game. And it, the, the reason I know that right off the top of my hand is because we did that after 35 starts. I just updated it this week to include 36, 37, and 38. And the, the, the Falcons game on New Year's Eve checked in at number two. So uh, that tells you where we're – maybe number three. It might have been three behind the, the Dolphins explosion. I can't remember where we where we slotted. But it was a top three start to end. And uh, it just there just weren't enough of those – big performances that were married up with victories that led you to believe that, okay, this is, this is a, 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 an absolute express train to the success that this franchise wants to enjoy. I wonder where his first Falcon start will fall on his list of all-time best starts. I wonder, we'll have to wait until week one of 2024 to find that out, perhaps. So you're reporting that. Okay, I got it. David I'm not Paul, reporting that. No, reports pure speculation. To go pure. to the Atlanta Falcons. Pure speculation. I, I am not. Although, did you hear there was a report that uh, I think Jordan Schultz, a uh, guy who's been in the news, he was in the news last in Chicago when Allen Robinson was talking to him. Jordan Schultz reported there's a there's a buzz around Atlanta, <laughs> around the Falcons, that Justin Fields is coming to town. So we'll have to definitely monitor that. You know, well, Dan, now go ahead. 
No, I was going to say one one thing just to tack on because these conversations they, they get all muddied, and people don't do a great job of trying to unmuddy him where you say Justin Fields is going to command a first round pick. And then you say, he's going to go to the Falcons. Well, the Falcons aren't going to trade the number eight pick most. No. Likely. And so then he would probably command a high two. And so sometimes when you're talking about what is the trade compensation that the bears are going to get back by trading Justin Fields, it depends on what team they're actually trading with to, to see what they have to give and what they're willing to give given their, picks available in their current situation and so all that stuff is is really fluid and it just it, it makes me laugh a little bit there's there's you know things in this business that will make you laugh because they're not tethered to nfl reality one of them is like the concept of guys whose uh pre-draft stock is shooting up the draft board you know in the month of march when you're like no like these these teams have had it just means more people in the league are telling reporters how they feel about a guy it doesn't mean they just turned on the tape on the, the first Saturday of March and decided, Oh man, this guy suddenly caught my eye and he's shooting up the draft board. So um, I don't know. Anyway, that's a little aside. 